The Blaze Radio Network. On Demand. 2017 is going to be a volatile economic year. We may see politicians throughout the world attempting to control central bank policies. Several renowned financial analysts have warned that political interference in central bank policies may mean our economic misses of inflation and growth targets. Gold is an international currency that can't be issued or controlled by governments. If you don't have the only hard currency that has outlasted every politician and every failed idea of governments for centuries, you need to speak to Goldline right now and learn how easy it is to add gold to your portfolio or IRA. Now is the time to diversify your financial portfolio by adding gold. Call 1-800-913-GOLD. Buying real gold is easy and fast at Goldline. And you're going to be happy that you finally made the call. 1-800-913-4653. Goldline also offers price protection against short-term market fluctuations on qualifying purchases. So buy with confidence. Read Goldline's important risk information and find out if buying gold is right for you. Call Goldline. 1-800-913-4653. Prepare yourself to ingest current events, pop culture, and politics with a side of Latin flair. Batches? I don't have to show you any stinking batches! This is the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Now that's an interesting headline. Hardly anyone will own a car in 2030. Experts are saying, I'll get into that here in a minute, or why I take my take on that is, it's Chris Salcedo Show, Cinco de Mayo, everybody, and uh, everybody in the building is celebrating a little early. I mean, Ellie, uh, how many have you had so far? About three, four margaritas? Is that- I have not had any. I can't push the button. Hey, man, I love you, it's man. I'm functioning right now. Yeah. <laughs> okay. five of me. It's just, where's the chips and guacamole, man? Uh, 888-900-3393, 888-900-3393. I have not had a drop of uh, of adult beverage yet on this Cinco de Mayo. I had another show to do, so there you go. Uh, if you want to reach out and say hello to the program on social media, feel free to do so on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX at C-H-R-I-S-S-A-L-C-E-D-O-T-X. Uh, Facebook, the Chris Salcedo Show. Type in T-H-E. You have to have that the in there. The Chris Salcedo Show. You will find us. Make sure you follow us there. Nice thing about the arrangement we have with Facebook and Twitter is whenever we update the Facebook page, Twitter is automatically updated as well. So you use Twitter perhaps as your notification that something is on the show's mind. Then you flip on over to the Facebook page and you get the full article and you can share the article's uh, as you see fit, catching the show live, blaze.com slash radio, blaze radio smartphone app, iHeart radio app. As a matter of fact, I just had somebody inquire about that today. That is a great way to stay in touch with the show. SoundCloud, iTunes, and Stitcher in case you miss a show or you want to partake in binge listening. Head to the blaze.com and the channel section. Uh, find the Chris Salcedo show and you will... Um, and you follow us there, and you'll get treated to some of the highlights of our show every single day. Why 95% of you driving won't be in your own car by, 20, uh, by 2030. When Google's self-driving program spinoff Whammo, or Waymo began offering to let Phoenix-area families try out its vehicle service last month, it touched off what a new study is calling a historic revolution in transportation. So I guess this is kind of like you show up to a city, and you... You, and you want to get onto a bike, and you have these bike racks, you swipe your card, you take the bike, and you go. 
That's what they're alleging is going to happen with cars. See, I thought this was going to go someplace different because I had a friend of mine that told me the other day that her teenager was not at all eager to get her driver's license. Didn't want to. I'm thinking, how's that again? Then I sat down with a friend of mine just uh, two days ago. Said his son, same thing. Not excited. Nah, if I get my license, fine. Don't, it's fine. I've got friends who drive. And besides dad, he said, Uber takes me wherever I want to go. Uber. And I, and, I, and I sat there dumbfounded and I looked at these people and I said, really? This, this is where our youth is today? Uh, hey, why would I want to buy a car? Just have somebody else drive me. That's what Uber's for. Could we be heading there in this country? Let's, uh, let's head to the flip around, shall we? See what the folks are talking about on the cable talkers, uh, the cable news programs and the talking heads. Let's go to Fox first today. So there's more work to be done on the Medicaid piece as well. Ohio Senator Rob Portman not pulling any punches, saying he has serious issues with the House bill, saying, quote, I've already made clear that I don't support the House bill as currently constructed because I continue to have concerns that this bill does not do enough to protect Ohio's Medicaid expansion population, especially those who are receiving treatment for heroin and prescription drug abuse. Really, Rob Portman, you're, you're worried that the government doesn't get involved enough in people's medical care. That, that's your big worry? Uh, we, we said this yesterday, folks. We were reacting to the signing ceremony. Not signing ceremony, but the uh, the ceremony in the White House, at the White House in the Rose Garden, after the Republicans had passed this this confirmation that Democrats and Republicans agree that there has to be government between you and your doctor, that medical care in the United States of America and medical insurance cannot exist anymore without uh, government intervention, and both Republicans and Democrats agree to this. And I'm sorry to say it is a it's a dark day in the United States of America. When the, and as a matter of fact, when I said what I said yesterday, right here on the Blaze Radio Network, somebody else echoed me, actually gave a timetable to when we could find uh, socialized medicine fully ensconced in America, if it isn't here already. I'll get into that on the other side of the flip around. Let's go over to CNN and see what they're talking about. A bad choice. This was between a bad choice and what they calculated to be an even worse choice. So I don't think they will be, they certainly shouldn't be surprised to hear some blowback on this, particularly as it regards pre-existing conditions, particularly in many of these states in which uh, the Medicaid funding, uh, Medicaid uh, extension Medicaid, funding will be about, frozen yes, in 2020, yes. opioid uh, and addiction uh, funding stripped out of the bill. We haven't heard that much about it yet. We will hear more about it uh, in the Senate. So there's a lot in here that impacts people's individual lives. That's why changing healthcare is so difficult. It's not a pie-in-the-sky conversation that people can't relate to. This is about when you go to your primary care physician, how much it costs, whether you can afford it. And as the professor said, for people in these high-risk pools, many of them, the premiums are just too high. So how- Yeah, in these high-risk pools. Uh, because we've accepted now that, that government intervention, even though government intervention is in and of itself the biggest driver of cost increases of health care, uh, that government must be in there to defray costs that you are entitled to health care paid for by your neighbor or but by some face faceless rich guy someplace else that the majority of the country has surrendered to this idea that 
that uh, socialized medicine can work, although it never has in human history. But hey, that's the, the liberal fantasy. Just keep trying hard enough and socialism will eventually work. Uh, I wasn't at all excited yesterday by what the Republicans had done. I'd recognize the political victory of it all. But it goes over to the Senate now where uh, there there is no one. Let, let me put it this way. Nobody in the United States of America right now is talking about, wait a minute, is it proper for the federal government to be involved in people's health care? Where is it written that you deserve health care paid for by somebody else or that you deserve health insurance paid for by somebody else? But it's so expensive. Yes, it is. Well, that's not fair. Um, I, I know there are a lot of things in life that aren't fair. Well, we in America believe that uh, you should get health care, no matter what, if you need it, especially if you have pre-existing conditions. And a lot of us, to, to and, and I've had allergies all my life, pre-existing condition, right? Pre-existing condition. Therefore, the government must make sure that I have access to get it treated. Where does it stop? It doesn't. It doesn't. The free market would take care of this if government were, in, were not involved. Those high-risk pools existed before Obamacare. It's not, as, as we made mention of yesterday, pre-existing conditions is not, covering pre-existing conditions is not insurance. That's not insurance. You already have suffered the loss and now you, all, all you want somebody else to do is pick up the tab for you so you can afford it. That's not insurance. Insurance is, hey, I got a loss. I paid premiums for, you know, 5, 10, 15 years. And now that I've taken an unexpected loss, uh, the, the insurance company, which has taken my premiums for 5, 10, 15 years, they will now pay out to cover my loss. But a pre-existing condition is the loss has already been suffered. And now I want people to make sure that I'm covered and I'm taken care of. Let's go over to MSNBS. You've got a helmet. You've got a helmet. Whereas Obamacare was a $200 helmet. So we've got to make sure, you know, we have plans that meet the marketplace. And the more we can do that in terms of the free market. Look, we already do this when it comes to car insurance. As a woman, I actually have lower rates because I don't have testosterone and I'm more... Uh, Passive behind the wheel in general. Uh, so we do that already. We do that uh, in terms of, you know, other other differentials as well. So not a bad point. Not a bad point. Why, why is it fair that I as a male have to pay a higher premium in, in auto insurance when females don't have to? That's not fair. Shouldn't females be charged extra money so that I don't pay more money? Uh, sh shouldn't we distribute that? Well, no. Because I, as a young male, when I was younger, was I, I was a higher risk for an accident because of testosterone, as, as the young lady just put it. And females, by and large, don't suffer from that. But given this, carrying out this insane expectation about about how healthcare it all must be equal the cancer patient uh who is 65 75 years of age must have the same premium as the 
18 year old getting a checkup. That's insane. People's circumstances are different. Their health care is different and their costs are different. And there's a way for the free market to deal with these things to keep costs low. It's called competition. Better business models. Healthcare is a service. And when you get that service performed, and, and by the way, m- might I say, healthcare professionals want to get paid. They see a market. They don't, they don't want to price themselves out of that market. But you know what happens and what's going to happen since now we have no political party in the United States standing up for the free market. Every, both political parties have said government needs to be in this decision-making process with you and your doctor. Both political parties have said this. And that your neighbors must pay for your health care. And that some faceless rich guy must pay for your health care. What we're going to end up with is what they have over the UK. Really crappy medical care for, the, for normal folks. The rank and file. And there's going to be an elite system of private health care, which is top notch. And which only can be accessed if you have the cash and if you have the money. That's where this is going. And that's why I oppose it and why I think you should, too. Be back in a minute. It's the Salcedo Show. Happy Friday. Happy Cinco de Mayo on the blaze. Keep up with the Chris Salcedo Show on Facebook and on Twitter at Chris Salcedo TX. Just another way to stay in touch with Chris on the Blaze Radio Network. Are you worried about your mom or dad living alone in their house? Hi, I'm Joan London. Listen, I know how difficult it is to find senior care for someone you love. That's why I recommend a free service called A Place for Mom. They are the nation's largest senior living referral service. Call A Place for Mom today. To receive free information on senior living communities in your area, call A Place for Mom at 1-800-803-6951. Chris Salcedo is on the Blaze Radio Network. Did you get some of the fajitas, Ellie, that were uh, out there? No? Did you get any any good Mexican food today? No, I didn't get to eat any. Cinco de Mayo. Uh, In case anybody with the sound of my voice has just eating or is in the process of eating, uh, I would never, ever normally tell you to do this. But you just might want to just take caution. I'm reading an article from the UK Telegraph, and here's the headline. (laughs) Eating boogies is good for your teeth and overall health, scientists conclude. Uh, It might be wise to look away now if you're eating or having too, uh, uh, too much of a weak stomach, writes Sarah Napton. But scientists have discovered that ingesting boogies is good for your teeth and overall health. Scientists at a number of universities, including Harvard, Massachusetts Institute of Technology, that's MIT, folks, say that parents should not discourage their children from picking their noses because they contain a rich reservoir 
of good bacteria. Everybody, everybody in the control room, you guys have all eaten, right? Uh, all of us except Waldo. Oh, yes. Uh, eating snot, writes Sarah Napton, uh, can also prevent bacteria from sticking to the teeth. According to the article published in the Journal of the American Society of Microbiology, the findings even suggest snot could defend against uh, respiratory infections, stomach ulcers, and even HIV. The researchers are even working on a synthetic mucus toothpaste. Mmm, <laughs> a fresh mucus taste. <laughs> Researchers are even working on a synthetic mucus toothpaste and chewing gum (laughs) to harness the dental benefits of boogies. Ellie, uh, how do you get a tissue to dance? You put a little boogie in it. (laughs) What, Ellie? You, you've never heard that joke before? My mom told me that when I was 12. Yes, I have. Triple eight nine hundred Yeah, uh, we got a call. Somebody wanted, to, wanted me to know that they dropped the charges on the illegals in Maryland, the, the rape charges. Apparently, the 14-year-old girl Perhaps they're saying the evidence, and and there was some indication of this after this thing had broke, that the 14-year-old girl had actually texted out consent. Now, there's still this little matter of an 18-year-old having sex with a 14-year-old, which is still, to my recollection, uh, against the law. It's called statutory rape, number one. And uh, these guys are still up on porn charges, these illegal aliens. But apparently the rape charges, the sexual assault has been dropped. Apparently the 14-year-old was consensual, according to certain reports. So that's what's happening out there in Maryland. Uh, Charles Krauthammer last night, in the wake of this vote by the House of Representatives, to amend Obamacare. And that's what it was, folks. You look at the language of this bill, and it doesn't repeal Obamacare. It amends Obamacare. What Vice President Pence would say, the beginning of the end of Obamacare and perhaps the beginning of Republican ownership of government-controlled medicine in the United States. Krauthammer uh, telling Fox News that Obama won the debate. America now thinks Taxpayers should pay for everybody's health care. We've seen over and over, once you get an entitlement, people don't want it taken away. Charles, where do you think we are in this debate over Obamacare and health care in general, both politically and in terms of the policy as evidenced in this legislation? I think historically speaking, we're at the midpoint. We had seven years of Obamacare, a change in expectations, and I would predict that in less than seven years we'll be in a single-payer system. You understand what he's saying there is that the Republican Party has surrendered on this. And we've been shouting at the, at the rooftops that the the debate in Washington, D.C., the Republicans were talking about, well, we need to repeal and replace. Well, wait a minute. Replace 
you're accepting the premise that Obama was right, that there needs to be a government entitlement here, that government has a role here in the nation's health care. When really the conservative knows and understands that there should be nothing between you and your doctor. Nothing. Because the minute, the minute government says, well, you know, we're going to get involved, then here's the money. And it's not too far long after that when the demands start coming in. Well, you've got you've to conduct yourself in this manner or else you can't get the money. Well, you better eat this kind of food or, you know, can't get that money. It's already starting to happen um, in the insurance industry. They're, they're already demanding you get physicals or you're not covered. You, you, you know that's already happening. I think that's the great irony of this. Obamacare failed at every level. Politically, the Democrats were crushed. Over- yeah, and I, I think that's ironic, too. The Democrats were crushed because they tinkered around with health care and they put government in between the consumer of health care and the doctors. And the Republicans are saying, oh, us now, us now. 888-900-3393. The Chris Salcedo Show. On the Blaze Radio Network. Listening to the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome back, everybody. It's Chris Salcedo Show. I'm glad you have tuned in. Coming up, well, because we we don't appear to have staunch conservative leadership inside of the U.S. inside of the U.S. Congress. We have to go back in time to find some, and I'll play that for you coming up. Meantime, Kevin Jackson, syndicated radio talk show host, Fox News contributor, best-selling author, the latest book, Race. Pimping. You can find that at racepimping.com. He is my guest. Kevin, welcome to the Chris Salcedo Show. Chris, good to be on with you, man. It's been a minute, hasn't it? Yes, sir, it has. You know what? You're coming to the great state of Texas, and I'll get to that here in a minute, but i got to get you to weigh in on, on some of the big news of the day. First off, I wanted to get your raw reaction to the vote that took place yesterday uh, in the House to amend Obamacare because it wasn't a repeal and it wasn't a replace. It was an amending of Obamacare. What do you think? Well, I think they need to repeal and replace it. But you know what? If it's a a ceremonial victory for Trump, congratulations to him. Uh, Look, the left sells Obamacare as if the nation really wanted it. That that monstrosity never got anywhere close to 40% of the people that wanted it. And, you know, it's funny. They did it, Chris. They did a a tweet or a tweet. A hashtag thing for it, and it said Obamacare helped me on Twitter. They were trying to get it to to start trending. It got eight thousand people, and my quip was, "That's all that Obamacare has helped is eight thousand people." <laughs> we spent billions of dollars, and they can't get they can't get a million people, two million. Every time you find out about this piece of legislation, you find out it's a crooked lie. The number of people who are on it, the number of people who have benefit, the number of people who lost their good insurance and now are part of Obamacare. I can tell you horror stories from my own personal family where, you know, they're afraid to go to the doctor because of co-pays and, and all the other things that are there. And our premiums in my house, we they've doubled in three years. 
So we've, we calculated it. We've spent $30,000 more because of Obamacare over the past three or four years. Wow. And that's ridiculous. So, look, it's, it's not helping in any way. And the only thing that we have to do is, is just remind people, tell me how it helped you. Just give me your one example, because it hasn't. And, you know, the, the left wants to pretend that everybody, it's on the minds of everybody health care is. No, it isn't. Health care is on your mind when something happens, for the most part. It's very few people. You're in your 40s or 50s before you're going, ooh, I better start thinking about what's going to be coming. The majority of the nation is more concerned about, you know, the, what, kind of, the, what their next car is going to be or what their next meal is going to be or if they can afford, you know, the prescription medicine that they are currently paying out the nose for. They don't care about when they're going to yeah. go to the doctor because we rarely go. Well, let's not forget the joys of if, if you're in states like Iowa, you've got Obamacare saying you must buy insurance. And then all of a sudden, the last insurer is pulling out of the exchanges in Iowa and people are going, wait a minute, I have no choices, but I have but I'm mandated to get insurance. How does that work? That's the genius of when you turn liberals over uh, uh, health care. Let, let me play a soundbite from Charles Krauthammer, also a contributor over there at Fox like you. Here's what he said last night about what this vote symbolized in his mind. And this is kind of where I went first yesterday. When um, uh, during the Blaze show, listen to this. I think historically speaking, we're at the midpoint. We had seven years of Obamacare, a change in expectations, and I would predict that in less than seven years, we'll be in a single payer system. Has the Republican Party admitted that Obama was right, that we needed entitlement here, and that's that the government needs to be no. between you and your doctor with this vote yesterday? No, I, well, I don't. I don't know what they, what the Republicans think, because I don't trust them any more than I trust the Democrats. But I'll tell you this: Crowdheimer's gotten it wrong. He's gotten a lot of stuff wrong over the past few years, and I know Charles pretty well and have a lot of respect for him. But he's wrong again. We're not going to be in a single payer system. Uh, look, uh, women are not going to get many prostate exams as mu- in as much as men are going to get mammograms. So we need systems that allow us to pick and choose what we want to go for. A single guy is not worried about pregnancy insurance. A young woman may very well want that. A young family may want that. You want to be able to pick and choose, and that's what this nation's about, and that's what's going to give us the best choices. Now, if you want to look at catastrophic, there are people that focus on that type of insurance, Aflac and many others. You know, if you lose your job, it's catastrophic. You develop cancer how many people develop some by the way cancer is no longer the, the the you know the dreaded disease it used to be years ago unless it's pancreatic or something like that you can get skin cancer you can get all kinds of cancers that are curable and it's not a big deal the fact is th- there's all kinds of policies out there and it's your choice do you want to roll the dice at the age of 25 and pay for the idea that you're going to be in some long-term disability thing? Or, or do you go, you know what, I'm, I feel like I'm pretty lucky and pretty healthy for the next 20 years. I don't think I need that. That should be your choice. And you know what? The system still takes care of, of us in, in a, no matter what. Right now, whether you have uh, you know, insurance or not, if something catastrophic happens to you, you're going to get treated. So it's a, it's a, this is one of these things that we've spent so much time and energy on that nobody really thinks about until it's really needed. And the left wants to make you fear like it could happen tomorrow. Well, it could. And you could die tomorrow. And, and let me put it to you this way, Chris, and all the people listening to your great show, we're all going to die. And sometimes <laughs> it could be catastrophic and sometimes it's going to yeah. be naturally in your sleep. I didn't, yeah, I didn't know that uh, pa- having socialism prevents death. That's, that's news to me. Kevin Jackson, everybody, syndicated radio talk show host, Fox News contributor. Uh, the latest book is Race Pimping. Racepimping.com is where you can find it. A report out by the Federal Bureau of Investigation says that the spike in attacks on law enforcement 
is has been determined to be inspired by the likes of Barack Obama and the black what I call the Black Lives Matter movement. What's your take on this? Yeah, and there's no question about it. We're making a movie about it called Blue Li- uh, Bleeding Blue. And um, you can go to bleedingbluemovie.com and see the trailer, and I think everybody will be fascinated by it. Talking to the distributors right now about how we're going to get it promoted, but it, it's, it's phenomenal. And in and, and doing this movie and interviewing law enforcement people around the country, we just found out amazing insights. Uh, what happens after cops shoot people? How do they feel? Do they go to the bar and high-five each other, or do they have to get counseling? I think you know the answer. So mm-hmm. we, we cover it from who lit the fuse. You know, it was Barack Obama gave the matches when, when he, uh, to the whole thing when he did, didn't do anything about Gates breaking into his own home, and a white cop asked him, can I see some ID, and it became a racial incident. It wasn't a racial incident. He broke into his house. A neighbor reported, see something, say something. That's what they did. Everybody did their job except Barack Obama and Bill and a, and a Professor Gates who made it racial and started the war on police and in Ferguson boom that was the, the powder keg it blew up we got the Ferguson effect we got people hunting cops and this false narrative of hands up don't shoot in the Black Lives Matter circus that really is nothing more than a terrorist group so that that's how all this comes up and you know what Chris, we let this happen because as citizens, we should be fighting back. I was the first person to call these clowns what they are, which is terrorists. I did it on Fox News. And then they fought back. We're not terrorists. You know, we, we're, we're, we want peace and love. Well, then stop trying to kill cops. Stop <laughs> inspiring people to do these, these types of things. Exactly. We, and we have the sound bites of, of one of their leaders calling for the, the death of white people. So, you know, if, if you want to be a peaceful organization, I think you've got to stop calling for the death of folks. Kevin Jackson, folks, is coming to Texas. He's coming here on Monday, May eighth. He's going to Longview. Longview. Now, now what do you? Now, who are you going to speak to there? East Texans for uh, what is it? Uh, call East it. Texans East for Te- Liberty, right? East Texans for Liberty, right? And you can go to EastTexansForLiberty.com if you want to check me out. It'll be a lot more fun than what we're doing here. Even though we're having fun, Chris, it's a lot more <laughs> comedic <laughs> um, because I, you know, I make fun of liberals. I really do. I think that they're not. It's everything they do is nonsense, and I'll prove it. And then I guarantee you, I'd love to have liberals show up because I'll make fools out of them. You know, look, uh, so East Texans for Liberty invited me to come out. I think it's a fundraiser for them, and I hope we can get a lot of folks that will drive a little bit of time to see me and talk about these issues. I'm going to be going over uh, to France, in fact, talking about the Iranian resistance. And what we're doing here in the States with the Tea Party and all these, and what the East Texans for Liberty does is exactly what these guys are doing in Iran. They're exposing the government. They expose that nuclear program that Iran claims it wasn't doing. And yeah. they're show, showcasing how things work. So we're going to be talking about uh, local issues, regional issues, national issues, and even international issues that you may not be privy to. I'll talk a little bit about my film. Uh, uh, Bleeding Blue. You can go to bleedingbluemovie.com. I'll talk about race pimping. And in fact, I will hand out fedoras and cigars and, and a big Cadillac to everybody that shows up. The first 50 people that show up get a Cadillac. Nice. Really, a Cadillac. <laughs> Longview, Texas, everybody. That's where Kevin Jackson is going to be next Monday. Go to EastTexansForLiberty.com. Kevin Jackson, it has been too long. Uh, thank you for being here on the Salcedo Show. Take care, Chris. 888 If you're in the adjacent states to Texas and you can make the trek to Longview, might be worth it to see my buddy Kevin Jackson. Back in a minute, folks, on The Blaze. This is The Chris Salcedo Show. The Blaze Radio Network.
We're taking in a little Latin flair with Chris Salcedo on the Blaze Radio Network. Everybody, I, I mentioned this uh, during my talk with Kevin Jackson. We will have to go back into uh, history to find a right-minded Republican who was actually a, a conservative to articulate the perils of government getting more deeply involved in our health care decisions. Um, government's already involved in health care in the industry in perverting and distorting the industry through Medicare and Medicaid. It's already involved. The natural progression of government interference is where we are today. Um, mentioned this yesterday, AARP and, and the American Medical Association, they've sold out to socialism. And this, this is the perilous path that we are walking down. And many of we conservatives who thought the Constitution would insulate us from these kinds of things, uh, believing in the exceptional nation that America is, thought that maybe we might be able to avoid the perils that our cousins to the north and our cousins across the pond in the UK and Europe have avoid that road they've gone down, which is a road of misery. Think about this. That the UK and Europe had uh, the United States to rely on for their defense when they went full tilt socialism. When they diverted the lion's share of their taxes to entitlements. When they devoted their countries to government control over their citizens' lives. They had the United States of America, who had not gone down that road, to protect them. With our massive spending on defense and... Our alliances, they, they were free to spend money not on defense, but to go spend it on wasteful government and making bureaucrats and cronies rich, which they did. The British health care system, we'll get into that discussion here in a minute. But this was Mike Pence this last weekend on Meet the Press telegraphing where the Republicans were going. We're basically borrowing an idea from the state of Maine that has seen a significant drop in premiums. Uh, for for uh, for people on their health insurance, because you take people that have pre-existing and costly uh, conditions and put them into a high-risk pool, and you subsidize that so that it is affordable to those individuals. And so- you subsidize that. No, notice how the vice president said, "Well, you subsidize it. You know, you just snap your fingers and subsidize it." Well, what does that mean? In essence, you do less in in your pocket so you can divert it to a high risk pool so that your fellow citizens aren't paying as much for their health care. So you, your family does without so others can afford their health care by force of government. In my view, I like the concept. I just don't like the execution because it's ripe for corruption and, and overreach that's best left to something done in the private sector voluntarily so you're guaranteeing coverage for pre-existing conditions and the flexibility that you're referring to yeah. in this latest macarthur amendment 
states can only apply for that waiver and flexibility if they have either a federal or state high-risk pool that guarantees that people will be able to have coverage and it'll be affordable. Yeah. So at any rate, the vice president, even over the weekend, knew this is where they were going on this bill. And it was uh, Fred Upton from Michigan who got this provision put in. Eight billion dollars. Uh, it's a high risk pool. So what you do is you lump in all of the pre-existing condition folks into this pool, subsidize them with eight billion U.S. dollars, and that that number will go up. I guarantee you. And um, that way, they are not factored into normal insurance. Thus, your rates will come down, but you're going to be paying for it one way or the other. You'll be paying for it with higher taxes, or it'll just be added to the credit card as so many things are in our government now for your children or your grandchildren to pay for it. Uh, Nobody in Washington, D.C. is talking about paying for anything. It's just all put up on the credit card. There, there are some sage words that I will share with you on the other side of the break. And again, we have to turn back the clock to be able to hear these sage words because, unfortunately, I can't find a Republican today who could echo them, who can articulate them. Uh, I think I've said it before on this show, the precursor to doing what I do, the precursor to doing what Glenn does or what everybody here on the Blaze Radio Network does, the precursor to conservative talk radio was this guy. We've all heard the admonition, physician, heal thyself. Maybe it should be changed to read, physician, defend thyself. I'll be right back. We'll hear what Ronald Reagan had to say when he was visiting with the American people on, well, the precursor to talk radio. On the other side of the break, he talks about socialized medicine on the Chris Salcedo Show on the Blaze Radio Network. Don't go anywhere, folks. Be right back. You're listening to the Chris Salcedo Show. Part of Generation Blaze. On the Blaze Radio Network. 